Love the Beat Radio Premier League show with me, Owen Stanley. Hello and welcome to Love the Beat Radio for a brand new show presented by myself, Owen Stanley, presenter of the Future Beckon show. We are here to bring you a Premier League preview on this new podcast titled LTB BPL. I'm joined from by Louis Beneventi. Hello, how are you? Very good. It's nice to actually get this show on the road, as they say. It's like in a sitcom when they call the first episode the pilot. <laughs> oh, with the, oh, I appreciate being used in the pilot. Right. That's, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Really serious. Yeah. And from We Are Tottenham TV, hello. I'm Slav. How are you doing, mate? Slav. Get that. be interesting. We're getting to West Brom. So what we're going to do, basically, is break down every team in the Premier League, our expectations versus reality. We'll go through some of the transfers for each team and what we really think they can get onto. So we'll crack straight on with... Arsenal, well, they're an interesting one because this time last year, still under Emery, and it was looking very bleak. But to be fair to them, last couple of months of the season, they did begin to kick on. Arteta certainly had a massive effect. And, you know, let's talk this. I know they're, not to offend anyone, but they're one of those fan bases who set their expectations very high in the sky and end up getting very little in return. But could this be a season they try at least get into the sort of mould where they're a lot closer to the top four if they don't get there because they did finish eighth last season, a long, long way off? And we made some signings where you're very familiar with William. He was yeah. offered a two-year deal at Chelsea, but he opted for the three-year deal at Arsenal, some say, to brand out his restaurant. But uh, Well, I mean, it's, it's ironic, to be honest, because there was a, an article in The Telegraph, uh, which I saw, which was saying, well, William apparently spoke to Thiago Silva and said, oh, if I known you were coming to Chelsea, I'd have stayed anyway. Um, so, I mean, William's obviously staying in London because he loves it here. Obviously, got, obviously you know, he, he's in his mid-30s now he's got to think about his family so you know it's whatever for me one of those I mean to be honest he had a good season for Chelsea last year a lot of people were looking at the the, the stats straight off the bat saying oh he's been unreal a lot of penalties you know didn't really offer a lot in the final third to be honest he was great at carrying the ball but other than that I think we've upgraded in that area with the signing of Hakim Ziyech Um, but yeah like I think that Overall, I think Arsenal have got themselves a, a, a better quality player than they've had uh, on their books in that position, in my opinion. Um, I think obviously people will talk about Nicola Pepe coming up. Yeah, he's coming up, but in terms of the finished product, he's nowhere near it yet. Um, and Willian obviously is at a stage in his career where he's been there, done it, and actually brings a lot of experience and a lot of quality to Arsenal. Um, so I, I can't discredit him in that department because he's a fantastic professional. But for me, when I saw him leave Chelsea, I, I, I don't think we were missing out on much in the end with the signings that we brought in. Yeah, do better to talk about Arsenal's transfer to top four finish than a Tottenham fan. So yeah. I think one, one one of the key signings, I think Danny Sabayos, I wasn't really sure on him at first, but he's come in late at the of the season and really made himself a bit of a front. I suppose the main question for Arsenal is can they close that gap to top four and even branch into it? Obviously, it might end up being at Tottenham's expense, so you wouldn't be too happy about that. I think that can they close that gap on Tottenham being two places and, and points behind us? I think I agree with what Louis said on Willian. It's it sort of, I mean, they've got Nicola Pepe, do they? And they've gotten strength and depth now. And Willian, but like you said, finished product, early 30s. Is that really a signing that Arsenal, are Arsenal fans sitting there looking at that going, yeah, big statement signing? Probably not. Mm. So, um, in terms of the Arteta influence, I mean, even as a Tottenham fan, you have to sit there and say he's done a good job with the tools he's got. Um, it's it was a, a job probably not a lot of people really wanted with the with the squad they've got, the squad they inherited, and he's done a really good job. He's won a trophy, something we haven't done for a long, long time. And <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I can, you can only give him credit he, and. Gary Neville called their back four their defence uncoachable and I think he's proven that but they are coachable and they can, mm. they, 
um, the Community Shield performance, the FA Cup final performance against against Chelsea, and obviously Manchester City, they they beat them in the semi final. So he's doing a really good job. It's just about whether they continue it and whether those players buy into more of what Arteta is trying to is trying to do there. What one signing I'm interested in with that though, obviously because we got our notes in front of us, a lot of free signings, and then you see Gabriel mm-hmm. signing for a massive fee. Yeah. Um, I actually find that incredibly, incredibly embarrassing on Arsenal's part. That I mean, and I'm, 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 I, I, as I, I will freely, I'm a very, I'm a good little socialist. Put it this way, uh, I find it embarrassing that they've spent fifty million pounds on a centre back, which no, no it doubt it was, it was like it was, it was, in, it was fifty plus at this in, in add-ons as well. Could get to fifty. Yeah, it, like if that. you include Saliba, the pair of them go. For, it's about sixty. Okay, so sixty. Sorry, so thank you for correcting me. So sixty million all in. Okay, on two centre backs and releasing fifty-five people, which wouldn't even cost the club a million and a quarter. Um, I, I I get that it's you know ticketing people and whatever, but irrespective, these are good people that had good jobs uh, and contributed to the club and were let go because uh, Arsenal said they had no money and then they go and make a big statement signing at the back. Um, Wouldn't really call it a statement. I think I Gabriel Gabriel I think Gabriel is a big statement signing. He's a player yeah. which he was linked with Chelsea. He's been linked with other big clubs as well. Um, you know he, he's a, he's a decent player. I haven't seen him play against Chelsea in the Champions League last year, uh, but. Look for me. I think Arsenal's stance or as this this gentleman of football mm. in the Premier League, which I always like to talk about, this this very distinguished club. I think it's a load of rubbish. If I'm honest, um, Arteta, he's a good coach. He can take that club far, but what he needs is the backing, and he's not going to get that from a board who clearly don't invest money. Um, do you think they'll? Uh, do you think they'll get both or one of Thomas Partey and Usain Awa? No. No, I don't think they'll get either of them. I don't think they'll get either. If they if they get them, I think it just reinforces the point that they're not a gentleman and they just got rid of a load of people when they could have afforded to keep them. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think spending sixty million pounds on two centre backs as well from a a league that's known as sort of not as high, as highly competitive as the Premier League and, and as physical they're, they're, as a, as centre backs, one mistake in those opening weeks and the jokes will come out of they spent thirty million pounds on. Because it, it's a position, it's a position where your mistakes are more seen and more ridiculised than than if you're playing up front. And if you mm. don't score, if, you don't, if you're a new striker and you don't score for three or four games, okay, you're adjusting to the league. If you give away a penalty in your, on your debut or in your first two games, first couple of games, then suddenly everyone's like, oh, they spent thirty million pounds on that centre back, mm. so or sixty million pounds on the pair of them. So I think it's a big, I think it's a bit of a risk as well, spending big money on on. On, on lesser known centre centre backs mm. uh, instead of proven reliable defenders, which is what they desperately need. Mm. Well, from a side pushing for top four, I'll be to one who could well be in another relegation battle. We're going to cover both of these in one. Actually, they are sort of in the same mould of Aston Villa first, and then we'll move on to Brighton now. I think a big, a big argument for Aston Villa, which I will move on to when we talk about Burnley as well, in terms of they have one player each each of those teams: McNeil at Burnley and Greenish at Aston Villa. Would it be worth potentially cashing in on? on Grudish in this situation in terms to improve the other team or can you because I feel like it, from an outsider point of view it seems like they'd be relying on Grudish a lot of the time as they did last year to mm. pull them out of trouble at the end of the day I, I think yeah Jack Grealish as a player 
in a position that Villa were last year, he's not really someone they can afford to lose. If the right offer comes in, no doubt they will definitely consider it. I think that Jack Grealish as an entity is definitely a player that can improve any side throughout the Premier League, especially top six sides. I mean, I think you, Tottenham especially, I think he would be a great addition oh, to love, your squad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but I think, yeah, I think... Both of them, I think, are. Yeah, well, let's see, uh, Dwight McNeil, was, I find it amazing that he's, he didn't actually even get into the England under-21 squad either. Yeah, Sean Dyche wasn't. Yeah. I interview about that the other day, we see he's played every game in the Premier League, not even such with under-21s. Mm, he's, he's a superb player as well. Um, Unbelievable delivery. Mm, but yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's... It's one of those where I think Jack Grealish, if the right offer comes in, Villa would consider it. Based on how they spent last summer, I don't think they'd do it this year um, because of their massive spree, almost sending them straight back down. I think they'll have learnt their lesson. I don't think they'll be relegation favourites. I think even though they've not strengthened significantly, obviously they brought in Matty Cashman on and Forrest, fantastic player, a lot of calibre, can play in the midfield, can play right back, can play left back, uh, can play, I think he can play on the wings as well. He's, he's basically the, the new James Milner. Um, and I think as a player, he's definitely someone who can help build that squad a bit more. Um, Brighton, on the other hand, I mean Joel Veltman, you know Adam Lallana. Veltman's a great very signing. Cheap fee as well. Mm. Yeah, these players are experienced players. But my question is, obviously, that they've they've just lost Aaron Moy, which I didn't even know about until we started recording. Yeah. Um, sign Adam Lallana, great player for Liverpool, great squad player, always injured though. <laughs> I think if he can keep fit, he's a good signing for free. Mm. I also think with the Jack Grealish situation, I think one thing Jack Grealish. Not only Jack Grealish, but Aston Villa desperately needs a goal scorer. They are so light up top. They have um, Keenan Davis, and so they signed Samata in January. But yeah, people forget about Wesley as well. Uh, Not been seen since that injury. Even, even before Wesley got injured, he wasn't scoring goals. No. They need a they need a proper centre forward. They, they they didn't get Callum Wilson in the end. Mm. They, they linked with Ollie Watkins, and I don't know if he'll go. Um, but that's what Jack Grealish needs to sort of sort of make him look like a better player because he's doing all of he's he's. He'll travel with the ball forty yards up the pitch, cut back, and he'll look up and have no, he'll have nothing. And that's why I think he, Jack Grealish, is probably sitting there thinking, if I can get a move, I can sort of propel my own career. Because you watch Villa last year, and they they would just give the ball to Grealish. That was the only sort of game plan they had. Worked. It worked. I think. Yeah. I mean, he was near the most. He's, he's overtaken Hazard as the most fouled player uh, in the Premier League. Um, well, obviously in, in the season. But I, th- I think, look, if, if Villa go down, I think if they don't sign a striker, an out and out goal scorer, they will go down. I think Ollie Watkins is the one as well. Yeah, I'm slightly worried that Ollie Watkins, because he was so good in the Championship last year, is one of those players which just won't be able to make the step up. I'm not sure he scored 26 um, goals in the Championship, and he didn't. And not one of them was a penalty. Interesting. I mean, wasn't there another player who scored like a load of goals in the championship and just couldn't do it in the Prem? Yeah, there you go then. So it's one of those yeah, where you're not wrong. It's a, it's a valid point, but it's um, I, I do think he would he would make it just because of his, his size. Yeah, and he's a young player as well, isn't he? Athletic, good finisher, good striker the ball. Mm. Another one I suggest as a forward for Aston Villa, not to be picking on Bournemouth because everyone else, Newcastle specifically, seems to just be taking everything they can out of them. But yeah. Josh King could be another option. Josh there. King's a superb Nine player. Left in his contract as well. Yeah, he's he's a better player than Aston Villa. He's a mid mm. solid mid table Premier League. Well, links to say. Man United in a January window, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, I mean, they went for a gala. Yeah, I mean Man- Manchester United. I mean we'll touch on them obviously, definitely. I, but th- I think Brighton have done some good business 
happy so far. There's a long way to go in the transfer window as well, but I think Brighton have done some really good business. Mm. And Graham Potter's a good coach as well. Mm. I think there was obviously a, a big shift from Chris Hewton to him where it was very defensive, just keeping the ball and damage retention to now very expansive football. Um I think that look for me. I'm I'm looking at this purely as a as a match going fan. I don't want Brighton to go down. It's a great weekend whenever you play them away. So you know that's a that's a good one. I'd rather Villa go down because I'll be honest. I'm not really a big fan of Birmingham, but you know. I think I think the best transfer business Brighton have done so far is keeping Lewis Dunk. Mm. Yeah, it's a weird one that we saw all the, all, it seemed all the links was said that he was going to move to Chelsea, which given Frank Lampard's admiration for English yeah. players as a touch on wouldn't have been an unlikely scenario, oh, and then. You? A couple mm. of weeks later, it turned out he signed a new contract, which is big for them. Yeah, yeah. it surprised me as well. I, th- I thought he was perfect for you, perfect for all. I think he's perfect for any top six club, I think. He's, I think he's a really good defender. Yeah. English. And before he signed that contract, you could have got him for 30, what, 30? I, I, I think that that contract has just been put in place just so they can get a bit... Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's just a bit of extra bunt. Um, but yeah, I think... Keep, yeah, like you said, keeping him's a massive, massive deal for Brighton. And uh, I think it'll be big for their... You know, for their, their push to stay in the Premier League this year, um, what do they do? It remains to be seen. But I think, you know, I think they'll be okay. I think that they'll they'll just scrape it. Yeah, have any of you been to the Amex before? Yeah, yeah, it's a great stadium. Even, even I was there for the first of a game, League Cup tie against Gillingham. We lost. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to I went three days. I've been a couple of times. Man, the recent visit, I went three days after we were well beaten by Bayern Munich at home. Oh, great days with, a, with loads mm. of. Go on, you've just been conceded seven. Go out and give a performance. We lost three 0 and the captain was injured after a minute and a half. That was a funny day. It was great being in the office with you that next week as well, Slav. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think Brighton will be okay. One thing we know for sure, the Amex always sells out when the jewels come to town. Anyway, we've already touched on Burnley a little bit. We'll go a bit more in depth. There was a lot of rumours towards the back end of last season that Sean Dykes might be stepping aside due to lack of um, investment in the team. But he stays on, and it's sort of a similar situation to what we touched on Grealish. They've got Dwight McNeil there. He's a brilliant talent. I wouldn't go as far as saying he's a generational talent. I think that's a phrase thrown around way too much these days. Agreed. But, um, Played every game in the Premier League last season. Sean Dyche, if any of you watch Sky Sports or the like, will know that. He obviously came out and was, let's say, not particularly fond of um, Dwight Manuel not being involved in the England squad, and you couldn't really disagree with what he was saying. But they seem to be a team who, who consistently punch above their weight. Tenth finish last mm. season is one, one that you look at and you think, shouldn't really be in that position. But he always seemed to make their way there. Chris, Chris Wood scores goals. They have a lot of goals around the team. I think they're very... I don't want to say box standard, that sounds a bit harsh, but they're one of those standard mid-table yeah, Premier think, League sides. I think one of the most well-organised teams in the league. Mm. Um, I think Sean Dyche is a fantastic coach. And they've got some, they've got some good players. He's, he's turning like, average players into really... Like, Ashley Westwood, he's turned into Andrea Pirlo in the midfield. Yeah. <laughs> he, I remember when Ashley Westwood was in that Villa team that, that got it, demolished yeah. and went down. And, now he's, and now he's an established... He's a good Premier League player. Mm. He, he stands out in that, in that Burnley scene. Mm. Obviously... A, James Tarkowski at the back as well. Yeah, Burnley strike me as that that team that Stoke were under Pulis, yeah. where they will be consistent under one manager. They'll be keeping their head above water, doing a solid job, pushing for Europe, maybe getting it every few years as well, which is what they did a couple of years ago. But if Sean Dyche leaves that club, they will sink. They will sink. I and he knows that as well. Yeah. I can't be alone in thinking this, but I'd love to see what Sean Dyche could do at a top six club. I'd like to see him if well Gareth Southgate ever left. I'd like to see him as the uh, international manager. I'd love to see him as the England manager. I don't think he's a top six manager, 
but that's purely down to I think the the quality he's had to work with. It reminds me very much of like a. So when Sari came to Chelsea is a good example. He's great at clubs which are you know smaller, either you know kind of like a sleeping giant or where he can kind of build his and imprint his own methodology of football on. I, I couldn't imagine Sean Dyche going to Manchester City and managing <laughs> Sergio Aguero. Going right, lad. Yeah, can you hold, can you hold that up for me, please, while I bring on you know Chris Wood to go and help you up front for Man City. Well, Sergio, you're going to be dropped today because we're playing five at the back and five in midfield. So, um, but I, do, I think I'd love to see him at a West Ham. I think what be a good move for him that gets all his new YouTube compilations Ashley, we- Ashley Westwood the new David Silver yeah, <laughs> if he went to City do you reckon he'd bring Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes with him oh that's yeah you know, you're going to have to sit on the bench today mate I like yeah. Ashley Barnes I think Ashley Barnes is a great uh, he's that striker he's a bit like what Diego Costa was for Chelsea you love to watch him against other teams but as soon as he plays against you, you yeah. your head goes you just don't want to see him because he does that stupid celebration where he puts his fingers across his eyes like that obviously people can't see it because it's a radio show but he does that <laughs> stupid thing with his fingers and just I hate him but yeah it's, it's I, I thought just West Ham should have gone all out for him when they were replacing Pe- Pellegrini mm. yeah Pellegrini and they went they went with David Moyes and you can all see what's happened but I think Shaw Dyche would, would have sorted West Ham right out Someone, someone like that is exactly what West Ham need. Maybe even Newcastle, Newcastle job. Steve Bruce didn't take it. Those are the clubs that I think he should mm. be looking at. There's a talk of West Ham being taken over, isn't there, by the same people that the uh, Newcastle yeah. take over? Considering well, yeah. we're not far from Selhurst Park, Crystal Palace, I think, could be a good job for him once because Roy Hodgson's, been, I think, why. Yes, I've uh, had a great one as a manager of Crystal Palace, but it's time for me to go. You know, he's he plays. I I I speak to a guy called Benj, who I know quite well as a Palace fan. Um, okay. Kit the Kit Kit man for for my football team, Kit man Benj, and uh, he hates Roy Hodgson. He hates him. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Crystal Palace in a minute, won't we? Because we still got other stuff to go through. Yeah, because Sean Dyche become new Harry Redknapp instead of taking Nico Crenshaw and Peter Crouch wherever he goes is Ashley Westwood and Ashley Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. There is a, I wouldn't be surprised if Phil Barsley followed him around yeah. as well. There is that new rumour coming out, which we'll get on when we get on to West Ham, about them being interested in a Tarkowski. So mm, we'll get to yeah. that in a bit. But there is your time to shine. Here we come with Chelsea. There is yeah. one place. You know what? I'm just going to. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, Ben Chilwell, Malang Sarr, I believe, is going out on loan. Thiago Silva and Kai Havertz, which seems to be the most prolonged transfer saga yeah. other than Jaden Sancho, which actually has a conclusion now. Seems to have started as a, as a solid rumour about three months ago, Ad, but it finally got yeah. done on uh, Ed, Friday. Yeah, yeah. and add Edward Mendy to that list as well, the goalkeeper. From, not, not, uh, not confirmed yet, not confirmed. Uh, it's, it's pretty I, much I'm, done. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, on but, this. Yeah, I, I think it's... Go on. No, I, will, I will tee you up for this, but is this the season where Lampard has no excuses and he has to live? Because I think yeah. the minimum requirement is third place and say an FA Cup or something. Like minimum, minimum. Yeah. I, I'd, yeah, I'd say we... we <laughs> For me, as a fan, I kind of look at this very in a very similar vein to the the Liverpool project, where we've brought in. Uh, hang on, don't roll your eyes at me. Let me let me explain. Let me explain. So I I think yes, there has to be a improvement on last year. There, there can't be like a thirty point gap between first and second and the rest of the table. Chelsea have to significantly close the gap on Liverpool and Manchester City. Whether Liverpool retain the title or not, it's a different story after we saw their their form after the restart. Uh, the same guys for Manchester City, because considering they were just so 
just didn't have the hunger really to try and to push for it. I mean, there obviously are a lot of people that are going to put a lot of pressure on on Lampard and Chelsea, but let's not forget, you know, people people want that. People want to talk about, oh, you know, you spend this much, is this going to happen? Whatever's going to happen, it's, it's the it's the media hype. Um, but I think, look, for me, I, I look at what. Frank's doing at Chelsea I look at how he always worked with Petr Cech to sign such massive players you know Timo Werner Hakim well every single not just Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech every single one of those signings has stated the reason they joined Chelsea was the attraction of working with Frank Lampard um, it's a very young project I think obviously last year we started with a transfer ban uh, didn't sign any players in January which was a masterstroke from the board in hindsight you know, Chelsea fans were livid when we didn't sign anyone but we just brought them all in uh, in the next financial year meaning we can spend more money um, and look I think that you know it's going to be a, a very interesting season to be a and we're strengthening significant positions we've obviously got the integration of the youth and these massive signings which is what all good clubs have to try and build something and I, I feel that what Frank Lampard's doing at Chelsea is he's actually building a philosophy right. <laughs> a building right. well he's, he's building one you listen, well, just because you your manager just because your guy can't loosen the purse strings you say, you say buying the funny thing is when you think about the fee they got for Eden Hazard and when you think of all the Deadwood the Bakayoko's drink waters Emerson's whatnot. You'd actually end up coming out of this window in profit. Exactly, exactly. So we're not buying anything actually, Slav, from a business you perspective. Sold a single one of those players. No, but, we, we, but right now I'm we no we have in, in any of them other than Emerson. So Emerson's probably going to be going to Inter. Danny Drinkwater has been drawing interest from Aston Villa on a permanent deal, as well as Burnley and other clubs. Bakayoko has been interested, but had interest from AC Milan. One, one came out. Bakayoko's going to be a loan deal. No, Bakayoko's a permanent deal. It's a loan. It's a loan. No obligation. Yeah, one there's a similar one came out today with Batshuayi to Crystal Palace with a loan, but he's going to sign a new Chelsea contract prior to that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, look, I think well, but this way these these loan deals, irrespective, we could sell Bakayoko at what would be technically a loss if you look at the fee, mm. but after all the loan fees we received, we'd actually be selling Bakayoko at a profit. Um, so we've been doing really shrewd business. I think we're only forty million in net spend. Uh, for all these signings and we've still got more to come as I've already mentioned Edward Mendy the goalkeeper talk of Declan Rice as well obviously being told that we're going to be potentially buying in for £90 million but having seen what's happened with Marina Gravaskar with the Kai Havertz deal with the Timo Werner deal with the Ben Chilwell deal Chilwell was asked for £80 million from Leicester she got it down to something like £45 um, you know, Kai Havertz £90 million, down to £72 uh, Timo Werner £43 million. you know it's one of those where we've made some absolutely unreal signings for such good value as well but the issue I have with this and it's not because it's not all roses you know it's, it's the fact that we're basically signing potentially seven first team players uh, and it's a case of bedding them in we've not had and since June to, to get these players moving in the squad and get them to understand what's going on it's been the, pre- the Premier League finished what two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah. and we're already straight back into the 2021 season so Overall, it's going to be very interesting to see how it happens with this squad, and hopefully, you know, we can bed him in and, and, and see the progress happen at Chelsea. Do you see Edouard Mendy being a replacement for Kepa or more someone to push him for the number one spot? Because he seems intent on fighting for his mm. place now, doesn't he? I think it's going to be competition. I, I can't see, unless Edouard Mendy looks like a solid keeper. Big Willie, yeah. No, he, I, 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 love, I love Big Willie. Caballero is terrible, by the way. He oh, he is. He doesn't move. No. How can you get him out with such a big fee you spent on him? Uh, you see a goalkeeper just stand still, so he, he genuinely just does not dive. Mm. Just go. You just go. 
we'll all goes past him. But yeah, it's it's I think I think that the Kepper <laughs> Kepper's gone on a he can't control the fee which was set on him. Um he can control his performances. His confidence has been completely shattered by such a, a, a lackluster display from himself last season. Um if it was me, I'd look at potentially learning him out and then bringing someone else in. Um, but look, if he's intent on fighting for his place, Edward Mendy comes in. Petr Cech's, I think, uh, been the one that's been scouting him personally and obviously working with uh, with Christoph Lollachon to try and find the, this this magic uh, replacement that we need. You, uh, we'll have to see. Your thoughts on look, these signings, whether you think they're good signings or not good signings, is whatever. I think some of them are good signings. I think some of them are a little bit questionable with the fee paid but do you not think the balance is going to be really difficult I know it's very just hear me out when Spurs signed seven or eight new players after Bale I know they aren't at the level of the players you're signing now but the balance was just not there and we were getting to be honest battered most weeks until Mm. Tim Sherwood came in and sort of it out a bit but the the ballot like you'll be great look, looking at that looking at these, this list of players going forward you'll be most likely you'll be immense but then when it comes you still haven't really I still just think that you're going to get done on the count like, mm. the, the ter- look you you manage you manage a football team the turnover of possession and the transition from attack to defence could be a problem I think with I, I agree I agree I think that you could be very open yeah. defensively which you were this season. Mm. Nothing against Lampard as a manager. I think he's same as Arteta will go a long way in management. I think the majority of those players will end up being superstars. But I do worry that it's sort of like, in a way, career mode. Just signing a bunch of a bunch of the best players you can get. Mm. Get a financial takeover from the catalogue. The only one, the only one that I think I think Kai Havertz is great, but he's very young, very young, very lightweight as well. I've and, noticed in some of the pictures I've seen. Um, so that was to be seen, and I think Ben Chilwell was part of the Leicester downfall towards the end of last season. Yeah, look, I think. But it, I, if you asked me, name me a Premier League left back you'd like to sign, I probably would have said he was. He would have probably mm. been on, the, be on that list. I, th- I think Ben Chilwell was someone who's twenty three, looking to develop. Um, and when Ashley Cole and Frank Lampard have selected him as their first choice targets, yeah, no, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd I'd take that, and I, I trust what what Frank wants. It's it's his. This is the thing. It's it's not a case of there's no argument in those positions of it's not his players. These every single one of those players has been Frank Lampard's first choice target. Yeah. Malang Sarr, I think as well, is someone who's gone under the radar. I agree. I think it's a great signing. Left footed centre back. He's 21, but he's played pretty much every single Don't game for Nice. He's he's ridiculously good. Thiago Silva, yeah, I feel, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure on Werner, honestly. I've obviously we played Leipzig this year, and he he could have had about eight goals. Ran you ragged, I think. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he'll be good. Uh, albeit we had half a squad out, he ran us ragged, but his finishing was a, he couldn't hit. He scored a penalty in the fir- in the first leg. But other than that, he couldn't hit. Couldn't hit Barndor. This a player is perfect for a counter-attacking side. I yeah. think he might struggle. In look, we saw it. Look, play, it happens all the time. Falcao as a goal scorer didn't really cut it in the Premier League. Like Roberto Soldado, we spent thirty million on. He was the third top goal scorer in the league the year before he signed us. Came to Spurs. We all know what happened next. Look, I think it's a case of we'll have to see what happens. But Timo Werner looked pretty solid against Brighton. In a one-one, uh, they 
were definitely the better team than you in the second half. Yeah, yeah I can't argue with that. I think I think I think look, Timo Werner he gets into good positions if he's a finisher. You know he's contributed so much to Leipzig over the past few years. Yeah, Let's just see Hakim Hakim Ziyech is one I'm, I'm worried about in terms of his physicality. He got he get he got kicked about against Brighton and he was already. I look at him. I think. It's sort of like Mahrez when he first gets... I think he'll end up being like Mahrez. Mm. Well, we'll have to see with him. But yeah, I mean, Malang Sar, like I said, fantastic. Yeah. 18. Uh, well, he's 21 now, but he's been a consistent player and a player which is similar to that. You know, we're talking about um, transition play and Chelsea being better defensively. Thiago Silva is very much a stopgap. I think it's okay, so there's, there's a severe lack. I mean, we're talking about Lewis Dunk as, you know, a primary option for there a is, Champions League I mean, club. We did a video on our channel. There is a serious lack of Premier League quality profile even European centre yeah it's exactly I mean people were talking about signing Kalido Koulibaly for 100 million he's 29 years old no, like agree. it's ridiculous so Thiago says very much stop back Kai Havertz we've touched on but look if we're talking about stability I think if we sign Declan Rice which is obviously a, a big signing. deal touted not only is he a great signing in terms of he's in, in similar vein to Malang Sar, you know a player which has you know played consistently since he was 18 I think he's. I don't think he's missed a game for West Ham since he was 18 years old. Played every single game of every single season they in that period. Him. I think they'd sell him if the if the price wasn't right. But they just. I mean, they did get rid of Diangani. You think they'd get rid of both of them in one transfer? I mean, it's, it's David Golden Sullivan. Oh, I think. I'm just, I'm you not, know, I'm not saying you're not getting. You might. You will. You'll end up getting him whether it's this window, January, mm. next window. But yeah, I, I think that with him, he is potentially a player which could. Become Chelsea, he, yeah. He trans- become potentially become Chelsea's would, captain in the future. Well, I think I think he's the signing that you need to make if you genuinely want to win the league next year. Mm. He's, he's I th- I could see him being that deep line playmaker. Uh, I think he could be someone who could who'd make a significant difference to you know the Chelsea team uh, in the future and you know afterwards as well. But uh, I think I think look, we'll just so have to see what happens with Chelsea. Funny, funny you say that if you listen. Is that the liquidator? To what's playing on live station at the minute, yeah. I had one step beyond a minute ago as well. Yeah, I said it in the background. That's a tune. But, uh, but yeah, look, I think Chelsea, we've, we've got, after spending so much um, and Good retaining so much, we'll have to see what happens. I think it's pressure that's not being placed on him by the club. I, I think it'll be. I don't, whatever happens this season, I think Chelsea's a very different yeah, team to what it were a few years ago. If you have, exactly, if you have a, a very similar season to what you've just had, where you finish. Most likely, you're going to finish in the top four, and you get to maybe, maybe you get to a cup final. Maybe you win it. Maybe you don't. Is that good enough? I think it all hinges on the points values. So if we close the gap on Man City and Liverpool, but that, th- but that, but that gap might not be closed because you've been better. That might. What if they just have a drop off? It's possible. Well, if the gap's been closed, the gap's been closed. We've done our job as a club. I just think that. I just think just how you work with managers. No, okay. This 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 is something which I think Roman Abramovich has not been as uh, yeah as cutthroat. He's not as cutthroat as he was. Um, so I don't think he'll it'll be the same with Frank Lampard. So we'll move on to Crystal Palace. A very long in depth Chelsea one. We'll, we'll do one. For, we'll do one for Tottenham. Don't <laughs> <I>? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. So we'll break down the Amazon documentary episode by episode. Oh yes. But we'll move on to Crystal Palace. We already touched on them a minute ago. But one sign I think we all look at as a really positive one is Eze from QPR. Mm. One of the best young talents coming out of the championship. And he had, I think it was between, was it Crystal Palace and West Ham? Crystal Palace yeah. are the ones that well, got loaned yet. It was Crystal Palace and West Ham, like to think they are involved. But, but I don't we, think we haven't were. had the, uh, the year the Wilf Sahar, is he going to stay or is he going to go? Media outlet. Yeah, last season we saw he was desperate to join Arsenal and that didn't turn out. He automatically became one of those. Is that I've always loved Everton. 
Boys mm. played for Everton, didn't quite materialise, but he stayed again, what well, it seems like anyway at the time recording. But with Crystal Palace, I do still wonder where, where are the goals going to come from. We've got Eze's yeah. come in, he's a very creative player as a whole, obviously wins a lot of fouls, wins a lot of set pieces, doesn't score an awful amount. Andre Ayew, I think, was a top scorer last season. But again, I think they're in a, they're in a similar mould to a, a Brighton where they'll go through very sticky patches in a season, but come the last last month or so, they won't be in deep relegation trouble. But I, I do also think they're another team who need a striker and they need something just to get them out of that sort of mould. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I also think that if Zaha's going to go, it's got to be now. He's not. He's not. Whether he will not go. Whether you think he's going to go or not, I think for mm. him, from from the club's point of view and from his point of view, now is the summer to do it because you wait another year. He's a year older. Price drops even lower. And I think if now, I think I think in terms of clubs who want to sign him as well, now is the there is no better time to sign Wilfred Zaha than now. Cut yeah. price. He's now was he twenty seven now? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. So, I, look, I think you're going to wait till he's thirty to sign him. <laughs> is he set for a, a top six level team? No, I know we're going. I, back, I know we're going. I, I know we're going back a long way now. But obviously, we did see him join Manchester United all them years ago from Crystal Palace yeah. and didn't make an impact at all. We ended up uh, yeah. going back to Crystal Palace, and as I say, I that th- was uh, many years ago now. Top six, maybe not you, but maybe Tottenham, uh, maybe Tottenham and Arsenal. I think he would. I think he is he starter been, for you? The thing is, I play. He can play left. He can play right. He can play up top. I think he's perfect. But is he, is he, would he start for you? Does he walk into your starting 11? On the right hand side, yeah, I probably would say he does. Yeah, okay. So it's one of those where. Yeah, him, Bergwijn, Lucas. Well, there you go. So you've, you've already got three players or two players already in contention there. Well, would you spend £70 million on a rotation? I don't player? think that's what they want. They want seventy million. Oh, well, I think they'd, they'd accept thirty, forty in this current climate. They, they, they want seventy million. It's, it's going to. It's look. It's <laughs> Wilfred Zaha is Crystal Palace's talisman. He's the man when it comes to that that club, and look financially, they're not going to accept anything less than top dollar. But that is where it falls down, because he's not valued that highly by other clubs. But obviously, it's his value in comparison to Crystal Palace that means that there's such a a, a difference and a fluctuation in terms of value. I think that look, I think that Wilfred Zaha, is a fantastic player. I'm not going to say he's not. I don't think he'll get the move purely because of Crystal Palace's unwillingness to let go of him for a, a fair price, I'd say. Um, but also, you know, is he a man of stars? He was in PSG and stuff like that as well, yeah. yeah. I, th- look, I, th- I think Zaha's a great player. Whether whether he cuts it and does it, does it elsewhere is, is another question. What, what would your valuation be of him? Because I don't think personally I'd go over 50. Yeah, I'd say 45. I'd say 45, 50 a push, based on last season. So if they are quoting 70 million, you can understand why teams aren't going for it. Exactly. I think Nathan Ferguson is an underrated signing as well. Mm. He's a free, linked to a lot of top clubs before we went to Palace, and I think he would be a really good player. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. The, the, yeah, the problem Palace have got is the that's that's my one. That's your one's over there. You know, all that all that good stuff going on at the minute. If he loves to not talk about, uh, he just tries to steal my water. Cheeky, uh, but yeah, I think that Palace's issue. We talked about Rodgers earlier. The way he plays his football, you've got a player like Max Meyer who doesn't get a look in for Crystal Palace. Was one of Europe's biggest talents when they signed him, a Champions League quality player, and he plays with three defensive midfielders. Every single game, without fail, is three defensive midfielders. Or Max may shift out to left hand side. Or if you play with Wilfred Zaha, it's very it, as the talisman and as such a tricky player. 
people put three players on him he's out of the game there goes Chris Palace's game plan they're without a striker I think the manager's passed it I think Roy Hodgson has a you know he's done fantastic things in the past he's obviously kept them stable as a club as well but in terms of actually developing and going forward mm-hmm. Crystal Palace needs to change was the perfect summer to change manager as well mm. sort of say that right the end of the corona the corona end of season thing let him go bring someone new in someone like Sean Dyche and sort of start again start fresh new players young players to learn under a younger manager than mm. Frank the Bull would have been an interesting one if he actually stuck around mm. I think the problem Palace had was he's so different to what they're asking mm. you know they've got, they were very much a 4-4-2 side he's gone right let's go through at the back and actually keep the ball on the floor and it didn't work out but I think look, he, given, he was only given like five games he had four games he got sacked yeah, um, but then the same happened at Atlanta United when he went there um, you know obviously MLS is the MLS but they did poorly to begin with, but he's changed them into you know the top dogs in the US when it comes to football. So look, it would have been interesting what happens with Palace, but I think look, Palace are very much one of those sides which be like, oh, you're in the Premier, yeah, cool. I don't think anything else will come of it really. There's a move on. So we talked about uh, earlier. We were talking about that Malang Sar transfer about things that have gone under the radar. I think Everton's transfer window is going massively under the radar. Mm. At the time of recording. Oh, do I even in Cuckoo from Marseille there you go Alan Napoli anyone who plays FIFA great player for a starter squad James <laughs> uh, Rodriguez from Real Madrid and one that's not yet confirmed but seems to be all but over the line is Abdelay Decore of Watford a player <laughs> that Christ I've, I think Abdelay Decore I think he stayed at Watford for far too long I think he's a terrific player I think he, he's a good sign I'm not convinced on the other two I think Alan has a lot of promise. I think Rodriguez. I think they're both. I think Alan's thirty has barely played a game since November, and I think James Rodriguez hasn't started a game in over a year. I mean, Alan. I think when uh, under Ancelotti at Napoli, he was. Uh, I think he made the most tackles and the most interceptions in European competition that season. So I think that's the, what they're basically doing is they're completely changing their midfield. Um, you know, Hamas Rodriguez, I think that's... I think, you know what, I think it's be a good move for him. I think we'll see a rejuvenated player. He, has, he hasn't started... I mean, thankfully, we're playing this weekend and I doubt they'll start. Mm. Um, and, but I just don't think... He hasn't started a game over... I just don't think... Hamas has been everywhere and hasn't cut it, really. Well, this is the thing. The, the manager who got the best out of Hamas Rodriguez was Carlo Ancelotti at Real Madrid. So... You know, I think I think it'll be interesting with them. Alan, good yeah, player. In in Cuckoo, don't know anything about him. Abdullah Decore before we'd gone on this mad yeah, before we went on this mad spree. Someone said Chelsea signed Abdullah Decore. I'd been all for it. I think Yeah, we're taking him. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's going to be interesting. The fees only a twenty-five billion as well. Mm. That's probably down to Watford, obviously being a championship think, club now. Yeah, I think it was four, wasn't it? For, didn't they want forty mm-hmm. a year ago? Yeah. Well, and put, put put it this way, Everton now have no choice but to attempt to get Europa League football. End of discussion. Like, that's, that's it. You know, obviously you've got Wolves contending in there for it as well. Uh, and obviously whoever's part of the top six who isn't quite yeah. going to cut it, it's going to be an interesting competition, but... Is Everton going to break into that top six? I, Maybe not this year. I think they'd be there or thereabouts, but I wouldn't back them to make it as such. Mm. I think they've been so disappointing in the last few seasons. I think they finished was it twelfth this past season. Mm. I think even just getting in the top eight would be at least yeah. a, a sign of improvement. Do you think they've improved a lot under Ancelotti? I think it, I think it's taken a while. I think I know the football fan these days sort of expect new manager results should come straight away, straight away. It doesn't happen. No, they, it doesn't work like that. Come. They did have a good start under. Well, uh, and then they sort of 
They're very defensive. They're very, not in a horrible way, but they're very. They're a bit like Palace. It's sort of like, oh, you're in the Premier League. They're very team you forget we're there a lot of the time. They don't do much that sort yeah. of springs to mind. But with his new signs, midfield's basically brand new. Going forward, Richarlison, Dominic Calvert Lewin, well, I think will be a, yeah, be a. I think you'll definitely be in the Euro squad next year. Cavett Lewin that is not Richardson <laughs> should, he, should he carry on his form I think he's a great young talent I think going going from the back Michael Keane's just signed a new contract hasn't he I'm not convinced on Michael Keane I think Michael Keane's cut slowly but surely coming good after yeah. I think yeah he had a really good start at Burnley didn't he they signed him fell apart Luca and he was yeah. like, okay now Luca Dean's a fantastic player fantastic player I'm going to say Keane people have the same sort of doubts over Pickford now and then didn't they he's got a little arms yeah, so I've, I've said for a while I'd much prefer having Nick Pope as a starter for the Euros. I can't believe we didn't even talk about Nick Pope for Burnley. I, I wanted Chelsea to sign him rather than this keeper we're looking at. But I mean, you know, we've gone yeah, past it now. No idea, nothing. I don't even know his FIFA rating, mate. Oh, he checked at seventy-seven. Is it brilliant? That's a good start. I mean, it doesn't mean anything really, does it? So you know, we'll be okay. Five ratings behind Kepa, that can't be good. <laughs> I mean, we'll have, we'll have to see, but look, I think in terms of Everton, I think European football should be yeah, top of their list. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see how the new boys get on. I think if they hit the ground running and they could sign, if they can have a great season. If not, it could be it could be slow again. It could be a mid-table finish again. Yeah, talking of new boys, seamless switch there. Fulham and Leeds. First of all, going to talk about Fulham. I. I don't, I don't mind Fulham as a club. I know Vivian Bishop's family got a little West London rivalry there. Not really. I don't really care about Fulham, if I'm honest. There you go. I, 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 they're one of them teams I sort of define as a bit of a yo-yo club, to be honest. I don't. Mm. I think the neutrals watching that playoff final were praying for Brentford to come up because the simple fact it's so different. Most people yeah, yeah, neutral end in their stadium, yeah. haven't they? But I, 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 well, I think they've done some good, uh, uh, some small pieces of good business. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Robinson, Robinson. Mm. Well, Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. Mario Lamina is a really good signing. He's a good player, Mario Lamina. Good breakup player. But I think that I, th- I think a lot of people have written Fulham off. Uh, I don't think they're going to make the same mistakes they made in their last stint in the Prem, where they spent a hundred million and just destroyed themselves. Now they've got. You know, a lot of players, they've kept the bulk of their squad, they've added additions, whether Mario Lamina and Harrison Reed and Anthony Robinson are the three players, we go, oh, they're the ones that are going to keep us in the Premier League, is a different question. However, there is no doubt that I think Scott Parker's a good coach, and I think Fulham will do okay. I think they'll just scrape it. They're not in my three to go down. He's a great coach. He's a, he's a good bloke as well. You know, when you know when him and Mike Skinner combined for the streets, I thought it was a fantastic album release. Uh, but I think that you know he he knows what he's doing. Good coach. I think they'll prove a lot of people wrong. I think they will. I think they'll stay up, and uh, the best pies in the Premier League can go back to them as that that's their title. As a fat man, I know this quite well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I think I think. Scott Parker will get the best out of the squad that he's yeah. got. And I think there, there's more to come as well in terms of incomings. Need to uh, keep Mitrovic fit as well for the whole season. Yeah, and I, and I actually, they didn't, I read somewhere yesterday, we went um, on loan from PSG, the goalkeeper. Ariola. The nipple. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Scientific term. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think another good sign, a uh, really good goalkeeper, if they can pull that signing off. I think yeah. Scott Parker, Scott Parker pulling power. Be interesting to see, but it'd be good. But okay, obviously I could see who we're moving on to next. Can you join yeah, We'll do a segue. Another new boy, Leeds United, finally back in the Premier League as a neutral finally. again. Finally, oh, 
hate that. We're back where we belong. You've not been in the top division for 15 years. Stop acting like they're a big club. Leeds, Leeds are not as big a club as they used to be. They're still a big club, don't get me wrong, but they're well, not I mean, this... Erling Haaland did swap shirts with oh, Dallas last night. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Leeds, 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 I'm saying it now, I think Leeds will go straight back down. You're not a fan of the Bielsa magic? I think Bielsa's Bielsa. a great coach, but I think, I think Leeds. Leeds will go straight back down. They're not as big... This whole, they'll be that sellout. I, 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 I mean, yeah, sorry, I might be a little bit too, bit too close to this. I just don't like it. Like the whole... It's almost Liverpool vibes, like the whole oh we're back where we belong and everyone having a loving for Leeds United. The dirt, the one of the clubs which was renowned for being dirty and people called dirty, dirty Leeds. It just wasn't a good club. Oh, I, just, I, I, I despise them. I hate them. They will go back down as well. Rodrigo Moreno, they spent thirty million on. I think he'll be a Roberto Soldado part two. Personally, um, but if they do get the other Rodrigo they want from Udinese, then it could be a bit different. I think he's a really good player. I um, think they'll do all right, contrary really? to belief. No, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think he always comes down to. Big, I think they freeze on a big stage. I mean, we saw it at Arsenal. They played well for ninety minutes and ended up losing. They, in the in the playoff in the playoffs the year before. Um, yeah. Super Frank Lampard. They, yeah, they, they froze. They. I think. Well, I think they got over that. I think Bielsa has pushed that. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think they are. I think Leeds got over that hangover of the uh, of, of the playoffs last season and went on to win the division. So I think. Look, I. I, I think Bielsa is a good coach. He's obviously hailed highly by the likes of Pochettino, by the likes of Pep Guardiola, Mourinho. Only spoke about in glowing terms, and he's he's meticulous in how he prepares for games. I just don't think. I, I think well, they they. Lost I th- as well, which I think is a massive. Loss. Yeah, exactly, and they they can't. They're not signing it back. Um, I think that they will have issues bedding themselves back in. Leeds will come up. They'll be this, you know, the shining light of, of football, but. Especially no. without, I think one thing they could have had in their favour is their home form. Should if fans were there, yeah. there's no fans. There. I think that I know. I know they're probably, they might be used to it by now. Being, but but Ellen Road teams going to Ellen Road with a full Ellen Road on their first. Like imagine the first few weeks of the season, their home games, the teams that had to go there. They wouldn't. You wouldn't fancy it. You back. I'd back Leeds at home to. to yeah, I, I think yeah. without fans, I think it's just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think Ellen Road is a. In terms of lot we're saying, Leeds being a big club, they, it's a one club city, and they will sell out at every occasion, which is what they have done over the past couple of years. Um, whether they stay up is a, is a different question. I, I, I'm not convinced. I think this, you know, the light shining out of their rear end is going to blind a few people. Too much. Well, second season in a row where the championship winners have come up, come away at Anfield on the first game of the season. Norwich obviously um, did it last year. Looked all right for the first half, but eventually faded away. Liverpool got the win, so it's going to be a bit of a baptism of fire for Leeds going to Anfield on Saturday night. I suppose that game will see a bit about what they're what they're about, and whether they can compete. Obviously, no fans makes a difference, but contrary to popular belief in the studio, I still think they'll do all right. <laughs> but move on to Leicester, who well. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say capitulated, but I suppose there's no other way of really saying capitulated it. Capitulated really. hard. And I do wonder how much of a hangover they're going to have from that sort of collapse for, yeah. for about three good three quarters of the season that nailed on the Champions League football and ended up getting leapfrogged by both Chelsea and Manchester United, now settling for the Europa League. 
Lost Ben Chilwell. I know Marcus, Mad- uh, Marcus Madison's Pete would play. James Madison has just signed a new contract. So they've got him for a while. Vardy, I don't see it leaving ever. So they do have, still have a good crux there. They signed um, David Castan from Atalanta. And I, I don't know, but they're a weird one, Leicester. You sort of still think they're one of them teams who are very much punching above their weight. But now, obviously, a few years after the Premier League win, and they have got such a solid squad, you sort of argue maybe they're not. But I don't think, personally, there's any way of them getting into the top four this year. No. No, I think top four is pretty much nailed on for me. Best chance they got at Champions League is. I don't have you in our top four, no. Um, But no, I I think. I think Leicester will probably finish sixth or seventh. But I think that's only. To be honest, it's only because there are. I mean, this is a very Michael Owen comment. It's because there'll be five teams better than them. but I mean, Castagna's a, I think Timothy Castagna is a very good signing. He's all right, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not, he's not a left special. Back. I don't think he's a left back, and they need to sign a left back to replace Ben Chilwell. They're looking at Nicholas Taliafico from Ajax, which obviously was our second choice. I'll be looking at Patrick Van Arnold. Great player, good player. Yeah, I think I think I think Patrick Van Arnold is uh, definitely someone who could who could potentially make I'm a bit of a difference. Still, again, what, yes, like Louis said, six, seven, eight. Be interesting to see if because if. Europa League winners do get into the Champions League it's interesting to see come the turn of the year or halfway through the season depending on where they are league they start to look at the Europa League as more of a priority mm. well, I mean is it, who is it is it is it Tottenham Spurs Arsenal Leicester yeah Spurs Arsenal Leicester Wolves, Wolves missed out because uh, you lost the FA Cup final yeah sorry Wolves now we have to play 37 games qualifying games thank you very much that's right that's right um, yeah uh, I, I think yeah Leicester just do okay I don't. I don't think you can expect them to be challenging to top top four. I think Brendan Rodgers is a good coach, but I don't think that there's the, the room for manoeuvre. He's a year older as well. I know. I know who scores. Yeah. He's, he's, he gets. He gets in there. If he gets, he gets. He's a Michael Owen, but is he a year older? Is, is, is he going to slow down soon? I think he goes the fountain of youth every summer, mate. Uh, whether that's in Ibiza or Mykonos is a very different Especially question. Especially when you and Embry peaked yeah. late as well, anyway. Well, maybe exactly. he just drinks extra monsters before. <laughs> he, will, will Vardy be be the main man? I think he also, I think they are a Vardy injury away from being very very average. Yeah, I think yeah they have to look at replacing Vardy at some point. We did yeah. see that towards the end of the season when he was out for I think just before lockdown, just a bit after as well. They didn't really get game with the form that got to where they were the first half of the season. Killer Giannaccio's no, he's he had a he was a good super sub for City and then he just disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah. So moving on to the champions, Liverpool. Only one signing for them: Constantinos Tsimakos. I think. Oh, Tsimakos. I'll do. You watched him? He, yeah, he played against Spurs a couple of times this season. Was yeah. really good. He's a really good left back. I would, I would have taken him at Tottenham. I would have taken. He's a. Re- I think you would. Have, I think you would have done a good job at you. He's like um, a Greek Andy Robertson. Great delivery, great energy, quick, strong. He's a good, he's a good left back. Interesting. We'll get all, really good, so he's really highly rated. We'll get on to overall predictions at the end of. Um, at the end of the episode but I do still have Liverpool as my winners for next season because I, I don't think there's anyone better than them at the minute I but agree. the main argument everyone seems to make is when you talk about strength and depth if you take out say who are the three main substitutes for Mane Salah and you look at Origi Minamino perhaps and Shakiri, there could be a massive massive loss if one of them did get a sustained a long injury mm, I mean they, they had that issue didn't they with uh, Firmino he was out for a little bit and then Divock Origi filled in quite well so I, th- I, th- I think the, the thing about Liverpool is it's that they rely on a system and the players are so well-oiled in that system. It's, it, it's, 
you know interchangeable. I I, th- I think they'll be. They'll, it's, it's whether they can remain as hungry as they were for the title last year. They need. I think they need more um, more signings. I think they need. Well, they've, they've only got three centre halves at the club at the moment: Van Dijk, Joe Gomez, and a half fit Joel Matip. Well, what happened to um, Kai Jan Hoover, whatever his name was? Well, are you going to have that as your... He was a fourth centre-back. I think he's good enough. Yeah, but what... I mean, Joel Matip has his injury problems. Let's say Virgil, Virgil van Dijk at Southampton had a um, three-month spell out. What if he... What if it takes anything? What if he misses six weeks with an injury? What are you gonna play? And Matip's injured. Are you going to play that van der Hoover with Gomez? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I'm still not too convinced on Gomez as well. I think he's a bit erratic at times. If you watch the England game the other day, you'd see what I mean. Sort of split yeah. decision. But I, I, yeah, I think they could do more signings. Obviously, the one that's going around has been for a while was Thiago from uh, Bayern Munich. And a lot of rumours actually that Gigi Ronaldo might be heading to Barcelona. I don't know if that's a solid rumour, whether it's just platform or Ronald Koeman's uh, mm. was a Holland coach, we'll just say. Going I think, well, yeah, I think it's, pre- it's pretty solid rumour. I think that. Uh, Fabrizio Romano reported it obviously um, talking about Memphis Depay and uh, Gene Wijnaldum coming in as two big targets for for Ronald Koeman and then if Gene Wijnaldum does leave that opens the door for a £30 million bid and signing for that little which is ridiculous of uh, Thiago Alcantara from Bayern Munich for Liverpool so you know we'll have to see we'll have to see Uh, as I said we will get into our Overall predictions at the end, but I think we'll, we all agree Liverpool probably our favourites for the title. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, sorry, they are my favourites. I would have Manchester City as my favourites. What a lovely segue, Manchester City, the next team up. Now we're, we're just going to start on that. Go on. What are your reasons for that? First, well, I mean they lost Leroy Sane and they've replaced him with Ferran Torres, who I think is quality. I think if anyone saw his goal the other night, Spain on the half volley, great finish, really good player. Um, Nathan Ake really good signing left footed centre half uh, obviously we saw over the last couple of seasons City lacking defensive depth that, that was their problem the reason I think they lost the league last year was because they had um, they had um, no no depth they had no spare centre half they were playing Fernandinho and Rodri at times as centre backs Fernandinho spent half the season as a centre back uh, and I think they've addressed that this year um, I think there's more signings to come from them as well. Sergio Aguero will be back firing, and I just think they're they're a machine as well. I know Liverpool are as well, but I just mm. think performance-wise, I think towards the end of the season, you know, after the COVID break, even before, I think we saw Liverpool their performances weren't there. Mm. I know they, they they dropped points against Burnley, they dropped points at Arsenal. They didn't look too convincing um, against us, despite yeah, beating us. Yeah, no, they didn't. They really didn't look great against you. And I just think that they, I just think that they've sort of, in a way, fizzled out. And Klopp really needs to get them going. A lot of it, a lot of in-house issues as well at the minute for yeah. Manchester City as well. Is that I think came out yesterday that the Porte and uh, Mara's both have COVID at the minute after self-isolating with the season yeah. starting this coming weekend. It's a bit of a weird one. Phil Foden is a bit of a different situation, but <laughs> I think as a squad, I think City have a better squad than, than Liverpool personally. I know that Liverpool have Virgil Van Dijk and Sadio Mane, but I just think, in my opinion, Manchester City will win the league next year. And Liverpool don't have Scott Carson on loan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think the gap. Will, I think Manchester City is not overall aim, but the first aim will be to make sure the gap is never that gigantic between them and Liverpool ever again. Yeah, I think and I think will be really yeah. hungry. And I think that will happen. I think maybe they, you could argue, if they were serious about the Champions League last season, that Liverpool having such a big lead sort of worked in their favour because they had something else to focus on. But as it turned out, it didn't 
work out that way at all. And I think if you're asking Man City fan, they probably would preference the Champions League over a league title because it's mm-hmm. the one they haven't got. Won all the League Cups, Community Shields, FA Cups, Premier Leagues, but that's the one that's evaded them. It's sort of a similar situation to when Chelsea went in 2012. It's the only one you were missing. But it didn't quite work out amongst all odds. I think we all expected a Bayern Munich um, Manchester City final. Well, it would have been PSG actually because it's the other end of the bracket, but either way. And they didn't quite have it. And it does raise question marks about the morale and whether they've got it in them to really go that extra mile in Europe especially but I think they will come close to Liverpool I think the gap will not be anywhere near as big as it was last season but I do think they'll just about miss out now Manchester United we've talked about the Kai Havertz saga this Jaden Sancho one seems to be going <laughs> going to the wire as it were there were rumours a couple of weeks ago about Borussia Dortmund putting a deadline on it that's since passed but that seems to be nothing because the rumours still going on I, it's just one of them where I <laughs> I think it'll make a massive difference if it does happen, but I don't think I think spending that much on one player when they've got so many issues in other departments in the squad is a bit of a risky one. Not because he's not a good player, he's a fantastic player, but with that amount of money, you'd think maybe you should spread it out a bit more. And as we were talking about earlier, Jack Grealish, if they weren't to get Jaden Sancho, could you see Jack Grealish being a good good sign for Manchester United? I think a solid second choice behind Jaden Sancho, 100%, whether or not he, uh, he goes is another question. Look, I think that uh, this I, I can't see Sancho happening. I'll be honest. It's it's just it's too close, too far down. Um, I also don't think they need they really need him that badly. They've got a lot of quality going forward. I think they mm. should be spending looking at spending that money on a defender. Mm. Well, definitely, definitely. I think that that's been a massive issue and problem area for for Manchester United. Um, so if you buy Jaden Sancho, what does that say to Mason Greenwood? Well, Mason Greenwood's just been given a, I think, the number eleven squad number. So, exactly. he, I think, I think look, Mason Greenwood's looking at potentially being used down the middle. I believe. So you have, uh, you have him down the middle. You'd have Sancho on the right, and then you'd have Rashford. Marshall or Rashford on the left. Um, yeah, that's what he's saying. Then you've got, and then you could add Sancho to that. That's another. Pl- so then you have Sancho and Marshall on the bench whilst those three start. They're not going to be happy. Yeah, no, I can say that. But yeah, I've, look, I, I, just, I think. They've just they've just made weird signings. Donny van der Beek, he's a number ten. You've just signed Bruno Fernandez. If you were going to sign a midfielder, you need defensive midfielder. Season though, as a defensive midfielder, did he? And I think he's too lightweight to play in defensive midfield in the Premier League. Oh my god, my my brain's frazzled. It's like it's. I don't know why they've signed him either. But another player they don't need. They've got. Whether if you put all your midfielders into one category, your tens, your eights, your sixes. You've got Pogba, Fred, McTominay, Bruno, even just players at the club. You've also still got Jesse Lingard still at the club. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Matter uh, still there. Yeah, Nemanja Matic is still there. Juan Mata. Uh, Juan Ma- all these players can all do. Can all players in the middle of the, in the middle of midfield? Now you add Donny van der Beek. That's eight central midfielders. There's a few there you would want to ship out if you're Manchester United yeah, yeah. Lingard, um, Mata. I think Matter would probably. I take Juan Matter at Chelsea back in a heartbeat. I love that man. Okay, put your love for him aside. No, I wouldn't. But I'd just take um, him anyway. So I, I, I'm, I think they'll be really good going forward. But I don't know. Again, defensively, mm. remains to be seen. And yeah. I'm not sure. Oli, I'm not convinced on Oli. Well, yeah, that's one of our notes, sir, actually. Are they going to social limitations? Is he a sort of manager that can take a team from fighting for top four? Well, I mean... When when I was recording my podcast yesterday, Chelsea Echo, with a couple of the boys, um, Mooch came up with a very good... <laughs> ways to describe uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as the uh, Nordic P 
PE teacher slash the Nordic Mr. Bean. You know, he's just very much like not a... He's too nice. Apparently, he's a bit more cutthroat now than he was, but he's, he's just not someone who I look at as a as a threat. You know, you, you hear what he, how he talks about some stuff. It's like, when some, you lose some, thumbs up, happy days. And then when, when we get top four, Frank Lampard's like, I ain't celebrating it. Like, it's, it's not what Chelsea do. We want to win things. I think United need a, a real a big name manager. But they tried that twice. It, it, this is the problem they've talking, got. Really, I'm talking... I'm talking Right now. Um, I'm talking Nagelsmann I was going to say Nagelsmann would be a good call Allegri Allegri would be a very 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 good fit for Manchester United sort them out. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not going to take this club to, mm. back to where Man United want to be which is the top of the Premier League the biggest uh, yeah. club, they are arguably the biggest club in the world and if you have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as your manager it just doesn't look right yeah no, I agree yeah, I, th- I think I think they'll be in the top four still, but I think even with Jaden Sancho, they're still miles behind. Not just uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool, Manchester, but I think Chelsea as well. Whatever the signings they've made, and they're never actually guaranteed that Sancho is even wants to join Manchester United. Really, he seems happy enough in Dortmund, considering what's yeah. come out about it. But I think you know, I, I think Manchester United are a top four club. But I, I don't see them getting any further of that. They've already gone and Solskjaer in charge. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Newcastle United, another impressive window. A lot of this actually quite a good time we're recording today because a lot of these big transfers actually happened yesterday. Both Callum Wilson and Scott Fraser signed from Bournemouth yesterday. Fraser, of course, hasn't played in a he hasn't played since uh, pre-lockdown, has he? Because he refused to sign a new contract and risk injury for a potential transfer, which has now come to pass. Callum Wilson, we talked about earlier, was in talks with Aston Villa, decided to join Newcastle, and I think. It's, it's a very good signing. Callum Wilson, established Premier League strike. Obviously, we yeah. saw him try it out with Joe Linton last year, play from overseas, and to say they lost right there, haven't they? Yeah. Just, yeah, to say Linton didn't work out is an understatement. Yeah. Still managed, well, still managed to go against there. Tottenham, didn't he? Yeah, but. Only, I think it was only Premier League goal. Was it Lane? No, he scored after the restart against Sheffield United as well. I think he bagged two in that game. Goal in front of fans. Yeah, I, I also like. It had to be at our place. I, I like how Jeff Hendrick. He's uh, clearly a big fan of the goal series because he turned down AC Milan apparently for uh, a move to Newcastle. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I think mean, I also think he probably wanted to stay in England. Yeah, it was my favorite thing was when it was being reported is the race for Jeff Hendrick is on, and then you just had people sitting there going, "Who? Who, who wants him?" Like it's not. But I, I spoke to a couple of Italian guys, and they're like, "Who's Jeff Hendrick?" And I think they just—I think he was described as the Irish version of—I don't even know—some it was some bang average Italian player. Um, actually, AC Milan fans going from Andrea Pirlo, Gennaro Gattuso, all the way down to Jeff Hendrick is like—it's it's mad. It's mad. But I think look, I think I, th- I think Newcastle. Steve Bruce, credit where it's due. Did a very very good job the last year. Obviously, you know they've not made the signings they wanted to, or in, in terms of when I say signings, I mainly mean a massive takeover. Um, but hey, I think I think Newcastle will be okay I this did, year. I think Steve Bruce did a really good job. I, I thought they actually played some quite good football as well at times. Something that Newcastle haven't had in recent years is a bit of attacking football. I thought Bruce tried his best to sort of go forward, mm. uh, and I think obviously Alan St. Maximan. Baller. Oh, unreal player. Unreal player. Absolute baller. Almiron's found his feet as well uh, in the league yeah. as well. Um, the kid from goal. Uh, no, the kid from in between it. Manchester, Manchester. Yeah. Um, he's a yeah. He's done a really good job, and I think Wilson and Fraser. Per, I, I don't. Think, I mean, I, there was, Callum Wilson was very strongly linked as being our number nine backup striker mm. um, at Spurs. 
and I was thinking mm, he ticks some boxes doesn't tick others I'm not too sure I think Newcastle's the perfect club for him Chelsea needed paid £60 million for Callum Wilson two years ago may I add 60 Thank God we didn't. Oh my um, God! So, um, also, he's, he's had his injury problems. I think he did his ACL twice. Um, but I think, I think they'll do really well this season. I think they'll have another, another consistent season in the, the, the mid-table. Um, Wilson will get goals because Fraser will put them on a plate for him. They've got Saint Maximin. They've got they've got creativity. They've got. Strikers now that can not goals. to not to overstretch it, because they'd be an outside shout for the Europa League, perhaps. Maybe hey, you, you never know. I, and hang on, they, they almost got Rob Holding as well, known from Arsenal. Mm. That one's not done yet. So I think that, and that Louis don't seem convinced. I, no, no, and they want, and they just—I tell you who they did sign. In fact, as we're recording this. Jamal Lewis is having a medical in Newcastle from Norwich, who I think is a superb signing. A really, really good That's their left back problem covered as well, because that was what I was going to touch on. We said they've signed some great players, but there was no left back really. They were using uh, Lazaro from, from Inter. Williams, once his injury is done, I think might go back there. But if they get Jamal Lewis, that's a really I think that's a perfect, uh, and a centre back, perfect window for Newcastle. And I think you're right, I think they could be an outsider for definitely for. Top, top eight, top nine, and then Europa League. Why not? Mm. Why not aim high? Especially when you look at teams like Burnley, who on paper would, yeah. I wouldn't. I would say Newcastle actually have a better squad than Burnley. Newcastle are yeah. a massive club as well, and I think Steve Bruce does gets a lot of uh, sort of stick, but I think he's a really, I think he's doing a really good job there. And I think if you if you were a Newcastle fan looking at this summer window and looking ahead to the season, I'd, I'd be quite excited. Mm. I really would. Moving on to Southampton, I think. It's not often you say a 9-0 defeat to Blessing in disguise. I think that's exactly what it was, actually. I think Ralph Hasenhutl, many would have been not surprised if he lost his job after that game, given the manner of defeat it was against Leicester. But mm. following on from that, they tended to a different side second half of the season. Got some notable yeah. wins against Manchester City as well. I, I actually watched them in... I don't know if you were there as well, but I've got a friend who's a Tottenham fan. We went to the uh, FA Cup replay at uh, White Hart Lane. Yeah, and I, I thought I thought Southampton brilliant that I was night. A, I was the away one as well, where, where we probably should have won it. Score at the end. Yeah, I think I think they I think they go into every game. I, I don't think there's a game after after that nine 0 I don't think there's a game where you look at Southampton and go they didn't play well. It's almost that mentality is after a defeat like that they, they sort of think we can't get any worse than that. Can we've it, got so. them second game of the season at some areas. Now I'm not. I, I do not look forward to that one. I think they're well organised. They work so hard. They press like animals. And obviously Danny Ings, goal machine. James Ward Prowse. Mm. Great players, um, Nathan Redmond. I think Nathan Redmond's been brilliant for Southampton. I, I think he's player. one of them players, and he? he's never played for a big club. But wherever he's gone, he's always been consistently good. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's dangerous. He's workhorse. That that team's Hassan full of workhorses. Great manager. Yeah, he is. The beauty of Southampton is a team full of workhorses. Yeah, and they work for each other. And that nine nil was a blessing. The manager. That's the, that's what they all mm. want to play for the manager. They all mm. want to play for the club. They all want to leave everything out there on the pitch. Mm. Uh, and, uh, was it? Was it? Um, Recently, they played Manchester City where they won one nil. Yeah, was it Che Adams? That that defensive performance where every single one of them put their uh, body on the line to ensure they, they mm. left that game with three I points. I think that was a game that Man City had like twenty something shots and Southampton had won and won one nil. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love this game. But yeah, no, I think, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Southampton, solid mid-table side. And Ralph Hasenutl gave us one of the best memes we'll see for a while. Oh, brilliant. That celebration and actually yeah. maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> just keep it calm. <laughs> no, one, no, one, no, one, no one can see what we're doing, but you probably would have seen it by now. Uh, Every, everyone, we're getting furloughed, which means we go on holiday. Oh, but we can't go anywhere. <laughs> calm down. Uh, moving well, they on. They sign good players. They sign Walker Peters from us. Uh, who are, who we've got. We'll, we'll touch on it when we speak about about Spurs and, and Salisu, who I know nothing about, Louis. What? I don't know anything about him either. Yeah, plays for Willow Valadoid. And moving on. Va- Valadoid? Is that a thing? I thought it was Valadoid. Valadoid. Fair play. I I'm not sure about the league, I should know that. And moving on to Sheffield United, who have the best centre half in the league, former Gillingham captain John Egan, <laughs> Irish international. Learned his yeah, trade. Everyone would have wanted to see him play under Steve Evans, but sadly it wasn't to be. But Sheffield United, what a season they had last year. I think everyone, including myself, had them as favourites to go down. They yeah. exceeded the expectations, to say the least. Chris Wilder was my manager of the season. Mm. Uh, I think it was in- an incredible season. Punched well above the rate. Got, got some great results. Again, come back to it, they beat you. That's one of the other ones. Seems, yeah, seems to be a common link whenever we talk about a Let's, let's, let's not talk about the game against us, shall we? Thank you, good job we glazed over that. We also beat Chelsea 3-0 at Bramall Lane. Yeah, thanks for that. That was our, that was our one defeat, after the, our one and only defeat after the lockdown where I thought, oh dear. Other than that, I think we were about seven or eight unbeaten. But yeah, they look they they they, they give you a game. That's for sure. It's such an enjoyable team to They're watch physical, as well. They they want to win. They want the, they win every second ball. Um, and again, I was I've I've seen in the notes it's a second season syndrome. Mm. Absolutely not, Chris Wild. You think Chris Wilder's sitting there? I think he he knows he knows about second season syndrome. Who? And he'll have it in, ingrained in their minds that they will not be have, they will, that they would be even better than last season. I and don't. Yeah. They signed Ethan Hampadu from you. Who great, I think is a great signing. He's quality for us. He, he fits their system quite well as the overlapping centre halves because he moves into midfield. So it'd be interesting. Dean Henderson with a great goalkeeper in Aaron Ramsdale. Aaron Ramsdale and Bogle and Max Lowe, two Derby young boys. I don't know too much about them, but I'm sure they're. Bogle's a good player I know that much sure. Max Lowe I don't know the manager turns into a great player so. mm. the reason I say second season syndrome is because no disrespect Sheffield United but you'll see the teams who finish below them lots of Arsenal I think like, we finished below Sheffield United Yeah, I think we can't have that again I think maybe they may end up getting lost in the pack somewhat I think a good signing for them would be I know they've got the likes of um, Billy Sharp and Ollie with Bernie but I think on a cheap deal I think you could do a lot worse than someone like Troy Deeney no 100% Tro- Troy Deeney is how no one snapped him up yet. I think obviously West Brom have been very heavily linked with well, him. Wasn't he linked with Tottenham a few months ago? <laughs> Would you not, mate? He scored like double figure goals last season. Yeah, he didn't, penalties and he's got one knee. Did you not see his interview the other day when he was saying that like, he still sees himself as a Premier League player and he's talking about how yeah, people like Haller and Jolinton got better in the goals and he said that. Like, mm. He's not a top six Premier League player. He is, he is, he is, yeah, is, yeah, is Odi Nagalo a top six player? No. No. But, but yeah, it's one of those. But I'd say I, th- I think Sheffield United is going to be very interesting to see what happens with them next year. Um, I think they'll have a great season. I think I think they won't do as well, but I think they'll be in no danger of relegation or anything like that. I think something like between tenth and twelfth, something like that. And I love John Egan, Gillingham legend. So well, I did skim over them actually in today Southampton, but Tottenham Stars. Of Amazon's team in the Amazon's all or nothing series. I've been watching it though. You've been watching it. I've been watching it. I've been loving it. Isn't it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Isn't, uh, isn't, isn't Sim in it as well? I thought I heard his voice in yeah, one of the episodes. Sims, Sims' voice is in it. I'm in it. I'm in it in Belgrade. I'm in it at Old Trafford. I'll probably be in it 
probably be in it when we lose another game in episode in the later episodes. I think the next game so, in the episodes, yeah, Chelsea one. It? it was the first one when we went to their place and did them. Oh, it was beautiful! It was beautiful. Thankfully, I was on holiday. It's a shame no one does this for the league size. I think everyone would love to see us like get on what's the team effort before we travel to Scunthorpe. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see one done on Charlton. Yeah. I think Charlton would be a very interesting club to do an yeah. all up series on. I think we, the rumours are we're getting taken over by Amazon. Really? So imagine Mr. Jeff Bezos taking over Tottenham. We'd buy, we'd buy all of your players. Buy Hazard. Who would want to move to that part of London? It is horrible around I, there. I have a feeling the owner wouldn't live in Tottenham itself. Oh, imagine that. Surrounding areas See? Where players live off Hadley Wood. It's a shame that. See, in in terms in terms of, of Chelsea, obviously you've got a lovely area in terms of Fulham, and uh, all our players kind of live around there. If I'm honest, or they live or they live just in the outskirts, you know, in Putney and nice place around there. there. Yeah, mate, because better club than you. So, so you um, mentioned obviously Carl Walker Peters and Southampton in return. You've signed uh, Pierre Emil yeah. Robbio, who is probably every. Who, if you probably ask every single other team in the uh, fan of other teams in the league, will tell you not a good signing, but. He is a very good signing. I think he's very. What he defines a very solid midfielder. Three, mi- uh, three million pounds because we sold Walker Peters for twelve million and bought him for uh, fifteen. So works out about three million quid. I think is an absolute steal. Um, he was their captain for the majority of the season. Came through at Bayern Munich. Most um, most tackle. One of the most tackles and interceptions in the league. Um, more than Fabinho last year. Uh, I've seen already in a couple of games. Friendlies. He's will be at friendlies. He looks sharp. He, he presses and it's. The problem at Tottenham over the, over the years, the reason why we don't win, one of the reasons why we don't win trophies, that people say, oh, you win nothing. We've, we've won things in the past. We've got eight FA Cups. We've got yeah. European trophies. We've got, we've got trophies. In, in recent How far years, back are we going to find that? In, in recent years, the problem has been the mentality. You get to the cup finals and they freeze. You've been to, to, how many cup finals have you been to in the past? We, we, I think we've lost something like eight semi-finals in the FA Cup. Uh, about how many finals? You just said you get to the finals. How many finals has Tottenham got to? Like a year ago. Like, okay, so, so, so one final. So two finals in... And the last trophy was 2008. So two finals in 12 years. Are we, are we previewing the season or are we debating who's better out of Tottenham? No, I'm not debating who's better out of Tottenham Chelsea because I already know who is. But I mean, outside of that, you know, I think you're right about the mentality. The the problem is, um, I didn't interrupt your Chelsea. <laughs> no, 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 you crack on, mate. You crack on. The, um, the, the problem is, is the mentality. They freeze. They they don't. They're like I'm sure you've all seen in the documentary. Mm. They're a bunch of good boys, and that's the problem. And that's why I'm happy with the signings of Pierre Hoybier. Who is a leader? Who is got the right mentality, a winning mentality? Uh, and he, he wants to win. He pr- and he presses high. He wants to win the ball back. Vocal on the pitch. Same with Joe Hart. Very vocal on the pitch. Vocal in the dressing room. And a third choice goalkeeper. I really do. And it frees up another foreign space in 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 the, in the squad. And I think the best bit of business we've done so far is Matt Doherty. Mm. What, 13 million quid only Trent in the last two seasons has created more chances from right back than him do you think that will see Sorgerio move on I actually don't we, we were discussing this on the channel the, um, the I don't think it, I, well, I think he will, he will move on if we can get the price for him but I think having him as a backup right back I think is a great option mm. I think he's a massive scapegoat in our team but I think there's the main issue we need right now is a striker so so badly we've needed it for three years Harry Kane, as we saw last season, who ripped, literally ripped his hamstring in half, mm. needs help. We've well, got eight games in the, in the, from Sunday, 
when you play Everton in the opening game of the season, we have eight games in 18 days. We play uh, Tuesday night, Thursday night, um, the week after in the Carabao Cup and the, and the opening. It's gen- I mean, in my opinion, it's genuinely insane, unfair and I agree. really bad from the Premier League to, to allow that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the signings, very, very happy with our business. It's, it's sensible signings, it's bargain deals, it's, it's signings we really need to sort the balance out. We aren't that far away from being back to where back to where we were we're under Poch in terms of top three, top top four. But we really aren't that far. We're a couple, we are now, in my opinion, a striker and maybe an extra an extra body in midfielder at the back away from being from being that team again. I think we've got Gio Lo Celso, who's brilliant. Ndombele, if he can get if he can get firing, he's one of the most highly rated midfielders in Europe. Yeah, first four season for Bergwijn as well. Um, yeah, who looks mm. who looks like a real player. I, I think Doherty's a fantastic sign. Uh, I think yeah. not only is he a good defender, he gets up and down, he scores goals as well. So, so when, when you when you say another striker, are you talking someone to play with Harry Kane or just uh, someone? I mean, we've been rotation. With every single striker you can think of. Yesterday we were linked with Raul Jimenez. But we're not going to go and pay what they're going to want sixty million minimum. I'm assuming something like probably that. yeah something like that. We're not going to go and pay we're, Spurs especially. Are not going to go and pay sixty million for someone to either play number two to Harry Kane, or and we're not going because then if you play them as if you play them as a two up front, then you have to drop one of Dele Alli, Lo Celso, and Dombele, Son, but any of them. Um, and so I think we've been linked with everyone. Ollie Watkins, I wouldn't mind. Patson Dacker, I would like. But I guess. I think there's something going on that we will have a striker. Should we, I mean, I bloody well hope so. But <laughs> well, it remains to be seen. But I think Jose knows exactly. I'm really excited under Jose. I think we're going to be really, really good. We went eight. I think we we won. We were eight or seven or eight unbeaten towards the back end of last season after the COVID break when we had a fully fit squad. Um, we looked better. We looked sharp in pre-season. Um, yeah, I'm just. I'm really looking forward to see what to see what what you can do and uh, we've got the balance right that was what the problem we've got leaders now we've got the balance right and now if we don't win a trophy this year well I don't think we'll win one ever again yeah, so, I'm excited to see what you're like in his first four seasons because I know a lot of people sort of like to make the joke of you know Mourinho's finished now his glory days are far behind think, okay. him Mourinho is 56, 57 years old so Alex won his first trophy at 59 first Premier League sorry mm-hmm. so Jose is far from finished and anyone saying that he's finished is just jealous do you think the loss of Jan Vertonghen is going to be a massive one? Or do you think he's easily replaceable? He's, repl- he's replaceable. He's been at the club nine years. Great service. I love Jan. Great defender. Didn't win anything. Goes to all of them, though, doesn't it? He's the only one that's left. He didn't win anything. So well, Toby. Like, all devoured. New contract. Signed his new deal last year. That was on episode two. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is, you're saying he's the only one left. Wasn't Toby Toby Woodward past that part of that old guard? Like the thing with this Tottenham team. Tonga has been there since 2012. He signed Toby in 2016. Was he part of the? Was that not a? Was a Tongan part of the copper players that joined when Bale left? No, he signed. But I say if there's anyone left from that, would be Lamella, wouldn't it? That is Lamella. Who also, in my opinion, needs to go now. Oh yeah, because that would have been the Saldado that year yeah, as well. I think we've been linked with a lot. Of, we're linked with everyone every every window. I think Daniel Levy runs the club brilliantly. I have very different opinions to what a lot of Tottenham fans have. Yeah, I wonder if that opinion's changed now with the documentary being out. That is how you run a football club. Um, I think he is right. It's so difficult to sign players. Doing a transfer is very difficult. And I think we've been linked with everyone. We linked, we linked that Gareth Bale was per usual the usual Bale links back. What I do for him. Leon Bailey, Milan Skriniar, Kim Min Jay, Ollie Watkins, Raul Jimenez, Patson Dacca. Honestly, what about, what about Saeed Benrahma? Yeah, we were linked with him yesterday. 
like, I can't see these players coming in unless players go. We've got to say as well. There's a lot of we've got a big squad. A lot of players, a couple of players need to go. You're quite, quite similar to the way Chelsea and Tottenham in terms of like in terms of the deadwood that you have available to you. Like yours is yeah, ours, through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is ridiculous. Ours is not so much. But I think we'll be there and thereabouts definitely this season. I think we were only three three or four points off yeah. off you in the end. I've I've got you to finish fifth. I think I don't know we we'll, I think we really can challenge for a top four definitely. And I think Jose will win the Europa League. He's been in it twice and he's won it twice. I think he could. I think he. I, I mean, I, I've said this, knowing that we'll lose. England to teach you to be champions. Knowing that we'll lose the, we'll lose to Plovdiv next week in the qualifying round and go out. But <laughs> is that the actual name? We just made that up. No, no, they're called Lokomotiv uh, Plovdiv. It's an unfortunate name, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, top, look, I, I don't mind. Everyone writes off Tottenham every year, and it's fair enough because we, we don't win things. But um, people want to write us off. Go for it. We've got one of the best managers in the world, arguably the best manager in the world. And we've got some of the best Not players. Lampard. And we've got some I mean. of the best players around. We've got Harry. You've got one of the. Okay, maybe uh, you can only argue about Robert Lewandowski being better than Harry Kane. Agreed. And Hungmin Son, world class. He, on, he is phenomenal, Sonic. And then we've got young players on the right. Bergvine, Lucas is great. Ndombele, Celso, Hoybier to sit. Toby Alderweireld is a very good centre half. Eric Dyer, I think, will be our JT, not to the extent he was for you. I know he won many trophies and is a legend and is one of the best defenders of all time. But you mean that person is going to stick their head anywhere to yeah, make sure it's shit gets done? Yeah. On the Sorry, things get done. Um, and I think we've got a new right back in Doherty, like you said, Doherty, great signing. Left back Ben Davis could be improved, but we've got Sessignon, who's a great young prospect. Dennis Serkin coming through. The link with Sergio Regulon. And we've got the World Cup winning French French captain in goal. Who I'm sure you saw in the recent episodes yeah. is a big vocal, is very vocal in that dressing room. Mm. Which surprised me a lot as well. And we've got Gazaniga. Look, we've got a good squad. So that's also one last thing I want to say on Spurs before we move on. When we didn't win the league in twenty when you won it, and when we didn't win the league when Leicester won it, those two years we nearly we, we came second and third. Um one of our main problems, other than the mentality, was squad depth. We, if you look at our bench from those in those games, it's players like Josh Onoma, Vincent Janssen, Kudu and G. Let's be real. Utter I rubbish. think they all scored against us in the League Cup. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think they all did. Utter, utter rubbish, right? Horrendous, horrendous. Players that shouldn't be anywhere near a Premier League team, let alone on the bench for the team challenging for the title. Whereas now, our bench is the likes of Ndombele, Lucas, um, Lamella, like... like Hopefully a backup striker. Uh, Sissoko could be on the bench if, if he can't get in the team. Was that a Gedson Fernandez? Yeah, Ma- I forgot is, he, is he permanent now? Uh, it's, it was a, we bought him on a two-year loan with an option to buy at the end. That option is €50 million, Euros, and so far I wouldn't pay 50 quid for it. Isn't, isn't it an obligation to no, buy? It's an option. Mm. Fair enough. Joe where Gazaniga played his first English season? Gillingham. Correct. He, uh, he's a good goalkeeper. He really is. He's the only one to save a Dini penalty. He's only one to save one from a Hereford player as well. There you go. They don't exist anymore. They did then. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. We've got a final few clubs left, and then we're going to go through our overall predictions in terms of champions, top four, relegation, etc., etc. So move on to West Brom. Now we mentioned. Well, we're going to mention anyway because everyone straight after him as well actually do them together. But uh, my main point <laughs> about um, West Ham was actually the fury recently about the sale of um, Grady Diangana. Who's now gone to West Brom, and obviously these two are on this, so each other in half better cause, it makes sense to just apply it together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if any of you on Twitter last week, you would have seen the, uh, his 
absolute outrage from West Ham fans. I was listening to talk sport there. People were calling up saying the board absolute idiots. Like, why are they letting him go? And it's like, oh dear. But he was ex- he was he was excellent. Yeah, yeah Mark Noble, Noble come yeah. out for yeah, he going against the doesn't he? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely gutted I didn't make the England squad. I have a Jack Wilshere, so I've decided to retire. But you were never in the squad in the first place, mate. Doesn't matter, mate. I'm on the plane to Marbella, so all of you can jog on. Now that's, uh, um, he's gutted because all the golf courses were closed because of COVID. Uh, but I think look, West Brom, West Ham are two teams that I think will go down. West Brom. I'm- I mean, I'd do anything to see West Ham go down. I mean, any teams I'd rather see go down other than them is you and Arsenal. Um, I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you who's going to go down. I think West Brom could be all right. You're going to have to soon. I know. In terms of, I think Slavin Bilic is a good coach. He's a good coach, but West Brom are just a poor club. I think they. they I fit think they. they, they I think they. I think they fit. Not the West Brom that you're thinking that you. When you think of West Brom, you think of like James Morris and Chris Brunt. You know, they lumped it up, the, the, the set pieces. Can't crazy. believe you haven't Joe, said Zoltan Gira. Zoltan Gira, what a throwback! I'm sure. Um, Graham Dorans. Yeah, Graham, Graham Dorans. Boaz Myhill. Zoltan, Gareth McCauley, all these players. Now, they're, they're a different side now. They have young players, they've signed young, they've signed young players. I think uh, Matias Pereira's. Mm. Um, Charlie Austin scored goals ages. in the Premier League as well. Yeah, yeah never, I, I, never forget I, yeah. his Park Life video when he was at Southampton. Linesman's robbed us a two point yeah. stay, that's it. <laughs> uh, uh, Dean is a great sign. Yeah, great sign, but I just think West Brom's just not in a, a strong position. I think, in terms there, I think there are teams that are better than them. I agree, but there's also a long way to go in the transfer window as well. That's also true. We'll have to say, but yeah, I mean, West Brom, very much a team which is either going to be just there. Mm. We're going to go down. I think they're in a similar bracket to when we're talking about Brighton in terms of not great, but yeah, it could be better. But between them, I'd say Brighton are the better side. I'd, I'd, I don't think they're a terrible side, West Brom, but I think they're very lucky to even be in the Premier League because given the monumental bottle that Brentford served up on a plate for yeah. them. But mm. you know, not to say West Brom wouldn't have come through the playoffs, but mm. West, Ham, West Ham going mm. down, I'd love to see it. You love to see. I think it. they're one of those, isn't they? For three quarters of the season, think, yeah, down, they down, down. Something. The last three games, that oh, I stayed up. They need to keep Declan Rice. If they tell Declan Rice down, I think. Well, you say that, but say they I do get... get. Do you reckon James Tarkowski even wants to go to West Ham? To know, probably not. Why you would you, you want to? I don't think anyone wants to go to that club right now. It's in so much turmoil, and the conflict. Just it's just a toxic atmosphere. I think the only thing that you could say is in West Ham's favour is the fact that they're a London-based club. Yeah, well, that's, it. that's it. And obviously they've, you know, East London's been and massively revamped. And that. Gutted. And that. But I mean, look, I, I think I've got West Ham to go down. They let that and Jackie go to for free and he ended up going to Watford in the Championship. Mm. Does that not say it all? Mm. Your, be- your, your, hu- your, your talented up-and-coming fullback who mm. won't sign a new contract because he wants to A, get a better deal and get a better club. He's gone to Watford. I, d- I did see a funny tweet yesterday. It's like these four picture things. It's like West Ham versus the rest of the Premier League, and it was like West Brom delight to sign this player, etc. Delight to sign this player, etc. Delight to sign this player. That West Brom Jared Bowen's gone from number seventeen to number twenty. <laughs> I also think like, I just saw in there Sebastian Elaire. Yeah, that was a question. Yeah, it's a question we put in our notes. Will he step up? I've seen. I've striker. seen. an actual goal scorer. I've seen absolutely nothing in his first season. Forty million. When we played him in the FA Cup, he started. I think Philippe Anderson started as well. Declan Rice started, but Haller missed about two sitters, and Jack Tucker mm. just made him look like maybe an it's confidence. Idiot. It could be confidence. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking half chances. I threw on goal twice against our goalkeeper. Didn't even hit the target. Just blazed it wide. And I've seen. I think the one game that points out to me in the back of my mind that he's actually performed. I think it was was it when they beat Bournemouth four 0 I think he scored that like, acrobatic goal. But they lost five. Didn't they lose yesterday to Bournemouth five two at home. Yeah. yeah, I know it was a friendly, but. It's, it's a weird, it was a weird. It was a sign in that when it yeah when it came out, we thought, or well, I thought especially that he'd be quite a good sign because he was in that strike partnership with Jukovic, who yeah. similarly hasn't set the world alight around Madrid either. I, th- I think it's the pairing. It's just the, the pairing worked. Mm. Mm. Um, they passed off each other. Yeah, they played. Yeah, they played. Yeah, they, they, they're really they're really good against mm. us. To be fair, but I mean, look, I think. <sighs> we'll, we'll have to see, but I think for me, like West Ham, club in turmoil. Stand up by the skin of their teeth last year. I think it's curtains for them this season in the Premier League. But could you make the argument that if they were to sell Declan Rice for about fifty plus, they could then use that money to invest in other areas? They've, I don't think they'll get a player in. They could use it. They could use it to invest in other areas. Whether they do it wisely is the other question, and I don't think they will. But I mean, look, I think I think West Ham are a team to go down for me. The point you got it, they missed out on the Jeff Hendrick train. <laughs> <laughs> So, but one player they have signed that oh, I thought was really good, and he's really good for Sky Bet. Some of the bookmakers are available, but Thomas Suchek is always eight to one to score, and it seems to happen every game. Oh, he's a good player. He's, he's, he's David Moyes Fellaini. I've seen him play once. I think because we obviously went <laughs> Fellaini for, for Thomas Suchek. Because we obviously went to the same unit at UCFB, and my friend Charles is a is a is a Chelsea fan, and we went to. Um, I can't comment on that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was um, when you beat Slavia Prague four three. I think Suchek played in that game. Yeah, great player. I think he's really good. I think when he went to West, it's going to be a really good sign. Actually, I think he's a very dominant CDL. Oh, he's, like three million. Mm, he's yeah. very, he's a good player. I, when he was at Slavia Prague and played against us, I wanted him. Mm. I, I wanted him to anchor our midfield. But I mean, great goal against uh, Spurs as well. When we beat West Ham, nodding it into his back, somehow backheeling it into his own net from a corner. <laughs> what was Zola-esque versus yeah. Norwich? Well, yeah, look, I think Thomas Ujek's good, but you know, I, again, West Ham. Thomas Ujek's not going to save him. Yeah, that's that's that's, 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 that's after the fact. They, yeah, they need a, they need, a, uh, they need a, everything about that club needs ripping out from the inside out. That's yes. As soon as they left Upton Park, that was it. They're like, we want to move on and become a big club. They, they didn't have the infrastructure. Players. They need they need new players. They need a whole new defence. They've still got the, they've still got Cresswell, Mazuaka as their first choice left backs who they signed years ago. Mm. They've, it's, it's, uh, honestly, they are a mess. They really are. I think Jared Bowen is their only good signing in recent years. Mm. Him and Antonio. Yeah, we saw was it Philippe Anderson's first season? He was quality. I think it was like two goals last season, wasn't it? Apparently, apparently, I read a million for him as well. Yeah, I read an article yesterday. Apparently, he's desperate to go back to Lazio. If you, if you believe what you for, read, um, thirty million for Pablo Fornells, rubbish. Scored against us as well. Um, who else? Seems who a bit theme. A lot of I don't know. I forty think... million on Sebastian Hilaire. Yeah, it's uh, West West Ham are just crap. I think millions on Diop or Bonner. All these rubbish, rubbish players. Really are, in my opinion. Yeah. So I think we know who you're putting in your relegation spot then. Oh, so moving on to our final team, final team before we do all our predictions. Wolverhampton Wanderers, another team I love watching. Mm. I think they're very insane. New you know has been an incredible journey, no, and they've right they, that's not their right back anymore, is he? Who is, who, they replaced? No, but they've signed this young lad who's supposed to be a massive up-and-coming talent oh. from Porto. Oh. Fabio Silva. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be unreal. But, but I think, but, but you know, he's only made one league start for Porto. 
Well, that changes my perspective on people calling him unreal. That just has me right for following the media. Look, I, yeah, look, I, I think look, Wolves Murray again. Was really good in that game. Look, I think Wolves are very much in that European spot for me. You, Wolves are going to be tough to shift. They've, mm. you know, we were talking about second season syndrome last year with them. Ironically, obviously, after they had a fantastic season coming up with Nuno, they then secured their place in the Premier League and then pushed on and improved as well with a year-long season. May we add mm. as well, considering where they started it. Um, incredible from them. Incredible journey for Nuno. Incredible to see what they can do this year in the Premier League. I think that they're going to be in strong contention for the Europa League place. And João Moutinho in the middle, who's in his well into his 30s, playing pretty much every single game for an entire year. Like, mm. Him and Ruben Neves, good player. That's the yeah. thing with them. I really like, you look all across the pitch and they've got quality in every single area. It's like Jimenez, Jota, Neves, Moutinho, Willy I Bolly. Think, um, they, they've signed this Connor Cody. as well for £1 million. Pounds. Another good signing. I feel like they could struggle defensively. Oh, I, I, have, I have an agenda against that guy. I'll ask you honestly, but I feel like they could struggle defensively. They obviously lost Matt Dirty, who was a big part of that five at the back mm. and that system they played. Johnny's out for God knows how long with his ACL. Ruben Vanagra's okay. Still and very got, young, isn't it? Yeah, they've got Bolly, Cody, and Sice. Again, they're not bad. They're good, they're solid, and they've got this mark gone. You can tell me why you don't like Fernando Marcelo. Uh, what was it? What Champions League game was uh, it? Did you have a bet on him? Yeah, I bet on Marcelo to be booked, and I saw him got booked, and I was like, God, I thought I was 500 quid out of 10, it was Marcelo got booked. <laughs> so, uh, but I do think, yeah, they'll, they'll be a top they'll be a top eight side. Definitely. I think it's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I think yeah. whenever, whenever you see they're on Sky or whatever, you think, I'll give that a watch, yeah. They've got, they've got a Dharma and his baby oil. <laughs> yeah, I was gutted to realise that. Um, what was that, that commentary when they played severe about that? Um, it was fake, wasn't it? Yeah, it, oh. was like, it was like audio from a different clip put over that, and we all thought it was, it was like, oh. <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. No, I, I, I need I need some commentary to do it over. I don't I don't do commentary for free, mate. Come on, don't take the Miggy. Um, but yeah, look, I, th- I think that they'll be they'll have a solid season. Wolves probably. I'm going to whack them in eighth. I think they'll be. I think they'll do all right. Now we're going to go in terms of our overall predictions now. We're not going to do 1-20 to because that should be monotonous and take forever. But we'll start from the back end. I'll go through my three relegation picks. Go, on. go to you. I should have thought about this. Um, <laughs> in 20th, I'm going to go West Brom. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think... I just, I just don't think they're going to have enough. In 19th, at this stage, I'm going to go for West Ham just because I've still got issues they haven't resolved. 18th Leeds, I know, I know uh, Leeds put Leeds in do it they go Fulham <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd get, I'd get your points about Fulham but I just don't I just don't think they're going to have enough personally mm. it is looking back through notes and who's in the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> So we'll do our relegation picks and we'll go back round and do top four Europa League in that order and Champions Louis. Okay. Relegation picks. Uh, West Brom to finish bottom. Yeah. West Ham to finish 19th. Leeds to finish 18th. I thought you liked Leeds. Oh, yeah, love them. Um, I'm going to go Aston Villa to finish bottom of the Premier League. Ooh. Followed by Fulham. I think West Brom will stay up and West Ham will finish 18th. 
But I think it will be. I don't think there will be one team that will be really <coughs> bad, sort of really poor. They're not like a Norwich last year. Yeah, I think it will be competitive, and I think it will go down to the to the to, to the final day in the final couple of weeks of the mm. season. I think it will be really because I think Fulham, despite I think they'll go down, but they played good football. I think Villa can get results, and we saw when West Ham need to, they can play well against you, against. Um, uh, I can't remember who it was. Not at, uh, when they won four 0 at Norwich, but like when they had to win and they had to step, they did it. I think one of their best performances was when they lost away at Anfield. I thought they were really good that night. Yeah, they, they, when they actually want to be, they can actually play quite mm. well. West Ham. So I suppose that's frustration being a West Ham fan. Yeah. Like, well, I can't do it all the time. Exactly. But we'll go with Europa League. I forget how many places you can get for Europa. It's always, I mean, com- it's, it's always it's technically two. It's two. Yeah. Yeah. If it comes from Windsor Cup, go on. Give you can give three. I'm going to pluck for. This is no particular order. I think Everton. I think Arsenal. <sighs> There's a toss up. I think Tottenham. Spurs, Arsenal, and even that goes against everything I said about Everton earlier. I'm going to go Wolves. They're my three. I you go Leeds. <laughs> I'm going to go Manchester United, Arsenal. And it was a toss-up between Wolves and Sheffield United. Ooh! So this means one thing, doesn't it? You think you're going to finish top four? Yeah, I do. I really do. Wolves, Sheffield United. My, the re- I have a reason. I have like, I think we'll finish top four, but it depends on a couple of things. No, I'm interested to see out of oh, Wolves and Sheffield United, who you're going for it. Oh, um, I think if Sheffield United don't replace Matt Doherty properly. Mm. And I don't. I think they need to sign a couple more players. I think Sheffield United keep John Egan fit, obviously. I, I, I think they, with the players that they brought in, I, I think Ethan Ampadu will be. Uh, e- Ethan Ampadu will do bits at Sheffield United. Uh, people people need, saying he should have stuck around more, the first team squad at Chelsea. He wanted to, but he just wasn't going to get, get, get the minutes. I need a bit more going forward. Mm. And not rely on John Egan as their goal scorer. <laughs> he popped up quite a few towards the end of the um, season. But Sheffield United the Wolves will be up there, I think. I, I think they're another, they're another team who could lump for Ollie Watkins, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Top four. Predictions Winning the league and going Liverpool. Then I'll go City in second, Chelsea in third, United in fourth. Similar, different order. Liverpool champions, second Chelsea. Then, nothing's got a lot this. Manchester United. Oh my, Really? You got City to finish fourth. I do, yeah. Interesting. Mm. I've got Man City. I, I, I think that obviously I'm not in the heads of these footballers, but I think that Champions League defeat is going to knock them for six. I think no, they've got. I, s- they're, they're, they're signing, I, I think their signings are right, but I don't think they're they smash out. I, d- I don't know. I think Aguero is going to score goals. I think he's getting older. I think. Defensive here still have a lot of issues. I'm not sure Nathan Ake, signed from a club who's just been relegated, is going to solve that completely, even though I do think he's a good player. Just, I could well be wrong. I probably will be wrong. I, I think they'll finish fourth, but I still think you'll see him smash the likes of the Aston Villa and Fulham 6 or 7 nil here and there. But I think against the top clubs in terms of who they've improved, especially if Manchester United bring in Sancho as well. And you saw you saw how Man City coped against Liverpool, or I say didn't cope because both games are overrun. Uh, not second game, sorry. But um, I think even Chelsea, the second game, they didn't look up to it at all. I know they probably had one eye on the Champions League at that point post-lockdown, but I think Chelsea have improved a lot massively. I think 
Manchester United depends a lot on what they do in the market. I still think they'd be better off spending 100 odd million on a variety of players rather than just one. I think one player like that does make a difference. But uh, yeah, I just don't. It's difficult with Man City because they're one of those teams that they can beat a team 7 or 8 0, but then they're also a team like where we saw a Southampton result last year. They can dominate a game and get nothing from it. That's my worry for them. But we'll see how it plans out. We'll come back in a year and. I'd be interested. I think City will win the league and I think it will either go terribly wrong for you lot this year or absolutely perfect you'll even win the league oh, no so I've got City to win the league Chelsea to finish second Liverpool to finish third but I think it'll be tight between second and third and I think Spurs will get top four um, but Tottenham will get top four if they sign a striker and if they have no injury problems like the injury crisis so, so as of now you're not finishing top four then but I think we will get a striker okay if Spurs sign a striker and have no injury crisis as bad as last year obviously you have injuries but our injury I mean Harry Kane like I said ripped his hamstring in half Son broke his arm Bergwijn did his ankle the list goes on and on mm. um, but I think uh, yeah I think Tottenham can finish in the top four absolutely just because we've got a spare five minutes before you need to get off and before you get a parking ticket um I'll give you two random ones here. We'll go for player of the year and top goal scorer. Now this is clearly just a punt because no one knows. Harry Kane, top goal scorer, oh, player of the year. I agree with that one. De Bruyne, do you reckon? <sighs> do not even think about saying any of your new signings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so will not be player of the year. He's going for Rudiger, I think. Kai Havertz, young player of the year. Mm. Player of the year, Kevin De Bruyne. I, I, I was going to put Timo Werner as top goal scorer as well. But, Aaron you know. Kane, top goal scorer. Player of the year, Kevin De Bruyne. And I think Son could challenge for that if he has a good, another good season, but... Young player of the year. It'd be Kai Havertz if he has a good season. I'm going to put big, um, big, big boy Kai. I think Ferran Torres could be up there. He's yeah, a, well, it's, it's going to be interesting, the young player of the year. Um, Mason Mount, there you go. Should should have got it this year. I, look, I do think Harry Kane as a Spurs fan will be top goal for him. It pains me to say what I'm about to say. Or Bamiang will also be up there. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, mm. but, look, I, think really, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons in a while. I think because obviously... Liverpool and City last few years have run away with the leagues or with each other and I think this is going to be much more competitive than recent years and I'm quite looking forward to it mm, be good I've got to check his age because I think he fits the bracket but young player of the year going for Dominic Cabot-Lewin unless, unless he's in the six yard box he can't score so he's in the six yard box <laughs> no, I think he's a good player I think he's got a lot of potential player of the year I'm going to go for Sadio Mane top goal scorer I'm going to go with on the basis that at the minute it seems to be the only way they actually score goals Pierre and Rigabamiang that's fair that's fair I don't mean that in a horrible way it just seems that uh, the last few matches especially at Wembley it's a Bamiang or no one mm. but that is going to wrap it up for the Love the Beat BPL podcast this is obviously the first episode a lot more to follow in the coming weeks and months as the Premier League season gets underway thank you to both our guests for coming in today where can they find you on your socials 
So uh, I'm uh, at Louis underscore Beneventi on Twitter. Uh, it's really hard to spell. It's L O U I S B E N E V E N T I. Or you can I find you it. No, no. Nah, Beneventi is like just people can't. It's, you know, it's just impossible. My name is impossible. Um, same. Well, uh, no underscore, but the same on Instagram, and you can find me on the Chelsea Echo as well, and on my channel on YouTube. For me, you can find us. We are Tottenham TV on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we provide Tottenham updates. If you're a massive Tottenham fan, get yourself over to the channel. And for me personally, Slab or uh, my real name Sam. My Instagram is Sam Lavender Nine or Twitter Sam Lav at Sam Lav Twenty. You can also find me at Stan the Gram on Instagram, and of course follow all the socials: lovethebeatradio.com, lovethebeatradio Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. Thank you for both our guests for coming in today. Thanks for having us. Look forward to get the Premier League season underway, and we'll be back Absolutely. with a review show next week discussing all the key points on this weekend's action. But until next time, we will see you soon. Thank you. <laughs>